Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this episode of the Small Business Surgeon, and boy, do we have a treat today. So uh, today's guest came about as uh, somebody I met uh, back in last December, and she is a wonderful lady. She's been a huge influence on me building the organic marketing side of my business, and I wanted to bring her on and have her tell her story because it's a wonderful story. Um, please welcome, guys, uh, author of The Lady CEO, the owner and head person in charge at Midwest Insurance Solutions. Um, I am super happy to have you here, Miss Jessica Stroud. Thank you, Jessica. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, with an intro like that, man, I gotta maybe I should stand up out of my chair. I got a lot to live up to. You, that. Better, you better step it up now. <laughs> so, like this lady is is the lady who uh, I asked a question of. She she had come to present at a group that I was in, and she had did what seven hundred insurance policies by referral. Last year, how many was that? You did a lot. Oh gosh. Okay. So, uh, yes, I <clears throat> I am affectionately known in our circle as the referral queen. That's what they call me. So, that I, we did not write 700 policies, but in 2020, I did personally generate 718 referrals for my insurance agency. And you know, it's nothing exciting, right? It's just auto and home insurance, right? That's and, pretty good. Like I know. I know. So, but it. But Sam, as exciting as that is, what what I'm even more proud of is that over five years, I generated over 3,000 referrals. I think it's like 3,200 something. And that for me as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, that consistency is yeah. what, I'm most, what I'm most proud of, what I'm most proud of. Well, what most people don't realize is that referral marketing is, as far as I'm concerned, the most powerful form of marketing that you can do because when a referral's in place, you have a level of trust between uh, two people that is then enjoyed by the third party. And um, I base my business on it uh, entirely. And I know it's been super successful for you. Um, but before, I, you know, I really want to get into the breakdown of how this all works. Um, but before we get into that, um, and before we analyze what it is you do that creates such great referrals, um, I want to hear a bit about the history of Jessica Stroud. Because here on the Small Business Surgeon, um, you know, one of the things for for my listeners is I like them to know that they're not alone. I like them to know that every single successful person out there uh, has struggled through some stuff. So, without um, holding too much back, tell us the story of Jessica. Where did you come from and how did you become this badass fucking author that does all this stuff and <laughs> inspires so many women? I mean, if, if you guys haven't checked out her Facebook page or her book, um, her book is called The Lady CEO. You'll really owe it to yourselves. Jump on uh, social media, find her. And uh, of course, we'll put the links up here. But Jessica is just a, a badass. So uh, tell us, where did you come from? And uh, yeah, what's what's the start of the Jessica Stroud story? The, the Jessica Stroud show? So, uh, you know, the, the quick answer is 
the the business group that you and I are in and how we met how we how we learned so much is you can say I, apex it's not a, it's oh, not okay, swear yeah, word yeah, yeah, yeah we can say apex it's all good <laughs> it's like a secret club you can't get in <laughs> you got you got to know somebody to get in isn't that the truth it is so, it's, it's the um, best it's the best cult it's the best cult I know that's what I it's, think it's too. wonderful it's a cult and it's so good so, it's so I think what you know what we know in the apex with our apex crew is the the short version is I became okay with failing. I failed so much. And I love that you're like, all right, Jess, tell me all of the, tell me the bad stuff, right? Before you hit the recording button, you said, I want you to tell the bad stuff as much as you're comfortable with. So yeah. in, so I have been, I'm actually, I'm fairly new to insurance, right? This is only my sixth year working in our oh, wow. business. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And didn't so, know that yeah, at all. So, and so when I talk about the big referral numbers, sometimes people assume, oh, well, when you first got in, because the first year um, was 2016. Mm-hmm. And so um, let me set the scene for you. I was a pharmaceutical sales rep and I had the good salary. I had the good territory, right? I didn't mm-hmm. travel a whole lot. I sold a diabetes medication. Oh, which, dude, that's like oh, shooting fish in a bucket. <laughs> I'd like the number one territory. It was so good. I was a, I was what they called a stage walker because that all of the different uh, ceremonies and awards and all that. There, there was one time when they said. <clears throat> They were doing the awards and there was a chair on stage and the guys thought they were being funny and they put my name on the chair. They put a piece <laughs> of paper on the chair and said, you might as well just sit down because we have nine awards for you, for you in your territory and then for your own personal production volume. So <clears throat> I tell you that just to paint the story. <laughs> at, at, what point, the at what point salary. you just like bow out and be like, hey, give the give the awards to Susan because <laughs> she, she really needs it. She, I'm just like... <laughs> Right. I've got the good drugs, the good territory. I've got a company car. I've got a salary. I've got um, <clears throat> quarterly bonuses. We're a family of four, been happily married for 17 years. We have two sons. And we had, I mean, really good medical benefits through my company. Mm. I'd been in pharmaceutical sales for about four or five years. And I just started getting this rumbling inside. <sighs> like so many entrepreneurs do you're just you just know that there's something else because in pharmaceutical sales you're trying to be an influencer mm-hmm. you're trying to go in and influence these doctors to change their prescription writing habits right that's it legit that's what it is you use science for some you use um try to you know use different patient characteristics you know you bring in all this all lunches and stuff like that to try to get them to like you you just <clears throat> it's you're trying to influence their prescription writing course, behaviors yeah, yeah. so anyway i was kind of good at it right i'm kind of a friendly kind of a friendly face you know a lot of people like me this and that but i just started getting this rumbling and i remember it happened around um it started in october of 2015 and for those of you who want to grab the book, please do. It's only $5.99 on Amazon, so it's definitely budget-friendly, but I won't ruin this, but one of the stories in there is about how I was, I had been self-employed. I was an entrepreneur before, mm-hmm. and um, I failed. The story I told myself was that I failed, and I carried that with me for many, many years, and so when I started getting this rumbling inside to be like, 
you you're like you need to go out and do your own thing you need to be self-employed again I was scared Sam I was scared because I, like so many of us we care I carried that failure with me for so long and so one day I kept I don't even remember exactly what do, the site yeah let me ask you what the business was oh was I was a real I was a realtor for eight years so oh, what that is a so, tough gig well so what happened was I started when I was 20 two-ish mm -hmm. and I did nothing but work. I killed it. Like I did really good. I was doing almost 50 transactions a year. I, I was doing, I was great. Um, but 22, 23. Um, so my, my sons were born in 2008 and 2009. Mm -hmm. Well, what what also happened to the real estate market in 2008 yeah, yeah, 2009 cool. right so what happened was we now you stick a sign in a front yard you've got a 99.9 percent .9 chance of selling it well in 2008 and 2009 you had a 25 percent chance of selling it mm -hmm. so the market crashed i had two babies back to back right what a blessing two healthy babies 14 months apart but real estate no longer fit my life but that's not you know, in my 30 year old mind, my 30 year old mind, I've had this career and this identity for so long. And, you know, I think I know there was some postpartum stuff going on there, postpartum depression, because yeah. most women go through it. We just don't talk about it. But I couldn't see it when I was there. What I saw was you failed. You had to leave real estate and go get a job because you failed. Why didn't fail? The market was crazy. I had babies. The the nights and weekends, go, 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 hustle, hustle, hustle lifestyle did not fit me. And I wasn't business smart enough to be like, okay, well, how can we rework this? So I, I did. I, you know, did what I had to do and left real estate because we were a two-income family. And but I carried that as a failure for a long time, but um, I mean, I'm over it now and you know, but, but yeah, so when I, you know, so I got the good job and I got the guaranteed income and I got all that and I'm like, Oh, and when you get that little rumbling inside, I squashed it for months and months and months. And finally I was like, Oh, so I went to my husband <laughs> who, who, who owned a, my poor husband, God bless him. Right. So, um, I went to my husband and I said, Good news, honey. <laughs> Gotta spin it, right? I want to come and start working in the insurance business. So, because he had, we had started, um, he'd been in insurance forever, like mm -hmm. 14, 15 years. Um, and he started our independent agency. We started it together, but I didn't, I didn't work in it. Right. I just, I just kind of felt this thing like, okay, I want to go and build that. Like I want to build something that's going to serve my family. I want to use my my personality and my skills to build something for my family and not build something for a massive pharmaceutical sales company. I mean, that's the so, thing that's the thing we all, all forget that if if you know you've got this rumbling in your stomach, if you're not building your dreams, then you are getting paid to build somebody else's. You know? Yep. So fair play Every, to you. Every single day I was, I was selling, selling their stuff and I didn't, you know, I didn't really fit so well into the corporate environment. You know, I, I can't imagine the, why I, I played the games the best I could, but I was, I was a little bit of a misfit sometimes. Mm -hmm. And that's, they're like, you can't do it like that. I'm like, dude, I'm the number one. Let me do my, let me do it the way I do it so we can stay number one. <laughs> that's, that's, anyway. that's the good thing about 
apex. I think we're, we're all misfits in one way or another. We all, seem to, uh, we all seem to figure it out a little bit better than the corporations in the end of the day. So. so I went to my husband. Good news, honey. I want to come and work in the um, insurance business, right? I want mm. to start building us for our family. And he says, um, that's a problem. What? <laughs> he says to me, um, you have a really good salary. Um, we have really good medical benefits. You have a company car. You like nice cars. If you leave your job, we have to pay for medical benefits and I have to buy you a car. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the dreamer just has the dream, right? And my poor husband, the integrator, he's like, okay, wait, slow down. So long story short, what ended up happening that year is I wasn't, so here's where the good part about failing in the stories inside of the book come in. Mm -hmm. I learned, I had learned a lesson. <clears throat> as much as I felt like a failure, I learned a very powerful lesson. And that was, I'm not going to follow my dream at the financial risk of my family. If it will put my family in a financial risk, like I'm not doing it. It's not worth it. Right? It's not worth putting my marriage at risk or having my husband lose sleep at night. I'm just not going to do that. Right? right. So what happened was, I structured my days where I could um, literally take my foot off of the gas pedal with pharmaceutical sales, mm -hmm. do that in the morning up until the, you know, the infamous uh, pharmaceutical sales lunches. And then yeah. after lunch, I would jump yeah. into insur insurance agent mode, right? So I did that for until September. So from January to September, I lived two identities in 2016. And so what happened was my... Okay, so what happened was I ended with over 300 referrals. I think it was like 346 wow. in 2016, and I was still working a full-time job. So I don't care what anyone's excuses are. If I can be a wife, if I can be a mom, if I can juggle two literally full-time positions and generate that, much, that many referrals, and I didn't know anyone, right? All of my realtor friends from 10 years ago uh -huh. weren't even in the business anymore, no, right? Wouldn't be, no. uh -uh. Now, so, and I, it's not like, you know, an insurance are like, oh, work with your friends and family. Um, If you were going to work, if we were going to have your insurance, you were already working with my husband. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't like I could right. go and solicit everyone. The, the kicker for that is, <clears throat> so I must have been, let's say I'm 42 now. So I must have been, what, like 35-ish, 36? seven-ish somewhere I don't know math okay. whatever don't matter it, it's um, <clears throat> I I got shingles I'm young right pretty okay. young and I got shingles and for those of you who don't know what shingles is it is a terrible painful blistery red rash that lasts for months and months and months and that I sounds was changing awful it. Oh, it was terrible. And it was, it started at my belly button and literally went around my waist to my spinal cord, right where my pants sit. Like oh. if I'm wearing, yeah, it was terrible. So about three days in of, to what I thought was like a spider bite or something that just kept getting worse. Um, my husband, it, it was blistering and John goes, that's nasty. You need to go get that checked out. You need to go to the doctor. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the doctor. <clears throat> she says, you have shingles. And I said, well, that's for old people. And she said, or people with compromised immune systems. What mm -hmm. are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm building some, I'm working two jobs. So that, so I went back to my husband and I was like, if ever there was a sign from God that I needed to leave pharmaceutical sales. Mm -hmm. So, but also though, what, 
what we could take, because he wanted me to stay for the whole year, but he went, well, he wanted me to hang on forever. But, but what also, so my, my funny little thing is that my performance was really starting to suffer in pharmaceutical sales. So I was about to be fired anyway. <laughs> well, so, you know, peace out, whatever. But the grass, the grass is green where you water it. And you were, you were clearly watering the, uh, the insurance side of the business. And I clearly was. Yes, I want to yes. go back to the obstacles that were in front of you just then. So you was a, a mom, you were working in pharmaceutical sales, you had shingles, you made absolutely no excuses, and you still went ahead and did the work. And for those people listening, um, that is, that's a critical component to success. In uh, Around our group, there's a saying, it's, it's, what's the saying about excuses, Jessica? The what? The, so say, which one? the saying we have about excuses in Apex. Oh, the the force of average, the fuck your excuses? There you go. No? I just wanted you to say fuck on the show. Yes. <laughs> Jessica is the absolute epitome of someone who just said fuck my excuses and went on and got along and got on with it. So, and working for nine months, two jobs, no excuses, uh, was the uh, right. was the foundation. So, Tell me, how on earth did you get 300-plus referrals in a first year working two jobs? What did you do? So um, there's, a, there's an incredible I, – I don't roll like most people do. So I used to think when I was younger, the story I told myself was, oh, you're lazy. You're not going to work as hard as everybody. You just don't want to work as hard as everybody else. Well, clearly with the story we just talked about, that's not true, but I didn't understand that. I just work differently than everyone else. <clears throat> so what, what my deal was, and, and the reason why I was able to get my territory and pharmaceutical sales to number one and stay at number one is because I didn't treat all the doctors equally. Like in the, in the pharmaceutical sales, if this is your bank of doctors, you go and see these doctors. Well, for me, I was like, I sell a diabetes drug. Which of these doctors has a high, you know, has a high patient um, clientele or whatever you want to call it of people with diabetes? Right. If only if only five percent of their patients have diabetes, why am I going to go see them? They don't mm -hmm. need my drug. So it was like if you didn't have a seventy percent or more client ratio of people with diabetes, I wasn't going to go see you because you didn't need my drug. <clears throat> so I sat down and I I had the because I wasn't in a desperate situation, because I still had my other income, being desperate will put you in a bad spot sometimes. And so it allowed me this free flowing thinking. And I was like, all right, who is my perfect client? Mm -hmm. And, and when, it, when it's just you and you get quiet and you can be really honest with yourself, that's when the magic happens. If I had to sell life insurance to pay my bills, I would go get a job. Because I am not the best at follow up. I learned that, right? I'm just listen. I'm just saying. I just beat be my head, beat myself over the head with follow up, follow up, follow up. No, I know. Yes, don't at me about Jessica. The ports is in the follow up. I, I get that. I get that. But I just don't don't at me about that, please. Thank you. I, I'm, you but, can't hear me laughing, but I'm laughing really quietly, and Jessica can see me laughing. That's making her laugh. So yeah, she's she's right though. Call the leads, follow up. Yeah, that's that's where the money's at. So I learned about, I, I, I dialed up the lessons I learned about myself in real estate. I'm like, who is my perfect client? Well, people who have to have my product. Okay. Who has to have my product? People who have a deadline, because I don't want to be following up with you for four or five, six months mm -hmm. to see if we're going to do business together. I just no, don't absolutely. want to do that. 
So they have to have my product. They have a deadline and I can be introduced to them. Now, isn't that a perfect world? Mm -hmm. Isn't that the perfect client? So I figured out who my perfect client was and I went after it. I got busy going after it. I didn't say to myself, oh, those people don't exist. Oh, you can't do that. No, who's my perfect person and how can I go find it? So then the three feet from gold moment, right? Okay, so the people that have Before you go there, listen to that again. Who is my perfect person? Right. Who has to have who has to have my product. That I want them to I want them to have to have insurance. Uh And I want them I want them to have have a deadline and I want to be introduced to them. So I could walk in Starbucks in the state of well, I think all the states now, but because you have to have auto insurance, right? Right. It's legal. If you own a car, you have to have auto insurance. So I could walk into Starbucks and go, everyone in here has to have my product. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. True. If they own a car, they have to have my product, but there's no deadline. Right. And I can't necessarily be introduced to them. Like mm-hmm. there's no, there's no urgency for them to work with me. So I said, who is my perfect client? Well, mm-hmm. people who are buying, people who are buying homes are my perfect client. Yep. And, and notice, guys, that that was the first thing Jessica did when she sat down to start out planning her business. She didn't do anything else other than who is my perfect client was the first thing on her list. Okay, sorry about that. Tell us, Jessica, about the three no, feet from gold but, moment. Oh, but okay. that's not the only thing. Carry on okay, with that. so cool. <laughs> because so again, analyzing the whole insurance thing, I I was like, all right, but do I want to work with small businesses? Because in the insurance world. They teach you to be everything to everyone, mm-hmm. everything to everyone. Do, do small business, do health insurance, do life insurance, do home and auto insurance, be everything to everyone. So I had first thought of, well, I wanted to work with dentists. I wanted to do small business policies for dentists because they have lots of expensive equipment and they have to insure that equipment, but they didn't fit into my category. They have to have my product. There's a deadline for them to have my product and I can be introduced to them. So yeah. I had to, I had to go down a couple of those paths before, honestly, I finally decided on people who are purchasing homes. So then the whole three feet from gold was, I didn't start a campaign for people buying houses. I didn't throw up a funnel. I didn't start buying pine leads. I said, who is talking to my client? The most people will think, well, realtors are talking to your client. Okay. But let's go a little deeper. The realtors are not thinking about insurance. The realtors, realtors have realtors nothing. Don't think about much, to be fair. No. The, well, okay, they do because they have a million things to do. Right? I can make I mean, fun of realtors. I'm a realtor. No, I, I know. Can make fun. I can too. I I can make fun too because we love them so much. But mm-hmm. they're not say they're not saying to them, okay, here's how it affects your debt. Da- here's how it affects the cash to close. Mm-hmm. Here's how here's how it affects your monthly payment. Here's how it affects your debt to income ratios. Here's how it does all this. And in my area, let's talk about this again in the quiet when nobody else is listening. You can be honest with yourself. So in my area, let's say a good realtor sells just 40 transactions a year. That's a lot in my area. Yeah. Let's say let's say 20 of them are buyers. Okay. Let's say they can let's say they can refer 15 of those 20 buyers to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, several of them are gonna blow blow me off, never right. talk to me, whatever. Right. So then we're at, okay, maybe I can quote 10 of those policies. And I'm going to close eight of those policies. Mm-hmm. 
that uh, I don't really like those numbers. <laughs> pretty low it's pretty low you need to hang out so, with a lot of realtors to make a good year i'm gonna get to 700 referrals yeah and i didn't even know that was the goal so what i but but i i i love the realtor community and i do spend a lot of time with the realtor community some of my closest friends are realtors but so it was the mortgage the mortgage people who are processing mortgages um the mortgage lenders i thought those are my perfect people so then i asked myself how can i serve them it wasn't a gimme, 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 let them give me business. It was, how can I serve them? How can I make their jobs easier? How can I make their lives a better place to live? What do they need from that I can provide that maybe they don't even know that they need? Right. Because, because you and I know while running your business on referrals, A, is the, the best way for multiple reasons, right? The most profitable. It's incredible. It's, like it's, when it's my phone almost, rings, it's a client, you know, they're ready to work with me. They know me, they trust me. That, that, I mean, it's, I, it's, it's phenomenal. We get, we get people that hit us up on a, at least twice a week and say, Hey, I'm supposed to work with you. Someone's supposed to say, I need insurance. Mm -hmm. Then so I'm going to work with you. But what we also know is it, it can be, it's the most accountable. Like you have got to be accountable to your people. You've got to serve your people. You've got to, you know, your referral partners, you've got to take care of them. It's very relational and some people just want to be transactional. So it's all right. I'm not saying one, if you want to be transactional and buy leads, you know, that's Ugh. fine. Good for you. Know yourself. But if you can't be relational, you, because referral, it has to be a two-way street. Like you yeah. and I know that they send you business and you got to ask yourself, how can I, how can I pour into their life? How, how can, can I, I make their them? life a better place? How can I, it's exactly how, what can I learn so that I can go and teach my, my, my business friends so that they can grow their business. It's not yeah. when you're doing, when you are truly running your business by referral, it's not about you. So the fun part is that I didn't get my first referral in 2016 till April. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because when you're planting seeds and you're nurturing relationships and you're trying to help people, like they're, they're going to make you come around for a while. It, before. it takes a minute. I mean, when, I first, when I first started, it took me doing this for a good nine to 12 months before I really started to see a, 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 a very, very positive return on investment. I mean, Absolutely. I think, you know, we, with business, we can have the forced moves where we pay for advertising, we pay for traffic, mm -hmm. we pay for funnels, and, and we pay for leads, and we call the leads, and we hammer them. But I like, and uh, the guys refer to these as power moves, where we do network mm -hmm. events, where we put on podcasts, where we write books like you, and people, it, it builds, in my mind, it builds a much stronger foundation for a business. It builds way better roots. And then we can supplement referrals with uh, with advertising campaigns. Sure, we can. Sure. But yeah. uh, I, I love the, uh, I love helping people. And I love that it's made me a, a valued part of a community that I had very little, um, you know, inroads with except for going out to the bar and seeing people out in the bar. You know, so everybody wants to be invited to a party and nobody wants to host the party. Amen. So I just made so my you, own party. So that's it. Right. And you and I have had so many conversations about this is you and I have become 
the introducer. We introduce mm-hmm. people. Who do you know that can do this? Oh, here, let me hook you up. With I my get at least here. I get at least three to four messages a day, ask, and I refer That's business. Right. I refer That's business right. across my network. You know. So people people don't just think about me when they think of insurance. They think about oh, I need a referral here, or hey, I need help mm-hmm. with this, or hey, I got to yep. run this. You know who who I need to go to accountant. Who can I talk to? I'll talk to Jessica. I need this. I need that. I, we I, we have become. Hey, I need a good book, Jessica. What are you reading? Like mm-hmm. we are, we are, well, my book, of course, right? But, <laughs> hey, I need to listen to a good podcast. Oh, have you listened to my, Sam, my friend Sam's podcast? Uh-huh. But we, we live our lives with our antenna up for how can we serve other people? Yes. Yes. I mean, I share Thomas and, and Mike's podcast difference. all the time. Yeah, um, that's the difference. But the, the difference it's made in my life just from connecting people. I mean, I got asked at lunchtime, hey, do you know a good locksmith? And mm. yes, as a matter of fact, I do. And refer yep. to a locksmith. And I, I said, hey, tell them I sent them your way. They'll take extra good care of you. And then they That's know right. it's somebody that I sent. So they do a little bit more to take care of the, the, the client. They make a better impression because they don't want to mess up Sam's referral and not get any more referrals. And then they send me business back. It, it It's just, it's the most powerful, organic way I've found to generate um, any kind of business. So. Yeah. I want to know a little bit about the nuts and bolts of how you set up your particular group or what it is that you do and how you generate these referrals on such a regular and consistent basis. What's the key to uh, to, to one of our listeners that's thinking, hey, you know what, maybe I'm going to uh, have my insurance business in Waco, copy whatever Jessica's doing and, uh, you know, Walk us through the, uh, the the setup there and the framework that you've got in order to create the consistency that you do. So I had to say to myself, all right, I can't be, I can't be this person that goes to realtors and and mortgage lenders and says, oh, hey, I'll send me your clients and I'll take really good care of them, right? I know a common thing in the insurance world for insurance agents is, oh, I'll send you a $20 gift card for every referral you send me. Okay. All right. I get it. But there's got to be something else. There's got to be some kind of a personable where they understand that you're trying to help them. What are people's favorite topics? If people's favorite topics are, that's exactly right. So I started to just start to study and say, okay, what, what can I learn that I can teach other people? And so I did, I started a Facebook group like you did, and it was a well, essentially, you and I built our own B&I groups. We, mm-hmm. we built, especially when people going through COVID, there are so many people who were, um, there were so many people who were trying to, to their network was dependent on someone else. Yes. Their network is dependent upon other people's connections. And you and I just said, yeah, we're going to, we're going to host our own party. We're going to host our own party. So that's what I got busy doing was like, how do I create my own network? And then as you, let's say, all right, so I'm real clear on who I want to work with and who I don't want to work with. And I get that people go to networking events, but I'm not saying that that's a terrible thing, but I just don't do it. Because right. again, I got to be honest with myself. What am I going to do? If I join a local BNI, which is a, a fabulous business and concept, and I know that I want to work with people who are purchasing homes maybe two people in there are my target. How right. so much time and energy and all that? I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. So I started studying ways of um, growing businesses 
and I started teaching classes on it. Mm -hmm. So I would go to the title companies who, A, they like having realtors and they like having mortgage companies, mortgage people inside their office. And there was this one that had a really good training room. And I said, hey, I want to put together this PowerPoint on how to build your business through social media, right? Because that's what I studied, how to put your business together through social media. And I said, can I teach a class here? You know, can we hold like 30 people? And every quarter I would start teaching these classes, social media classes. It could have been a, could have been anything. It could have been, it could be a book study, right? It could be um, a Facebook group. It could be um, really, I mean, it could be anything. It's just so, anything that gives back and gives, exactly gives right. value to people. And the, the key here is to give value without asking for anything in return. Right. Yeah. Right. They're going to find out what you do. You don't have to be that person yeah. that throws up all over them. Because, Sam, I refuse to be the person that would be like, hi, I met you at B&I yesterday. Can I quote your homeowner's insurance? Or, right. hey, hey, um, hey, you want to buy a house? Hey, yeah. hey, mortgage mortgage yeah. person i know that you i know that you have four other insurance agents standing in front of me but send me your business give me your business yeah it's like what what are you going to bring right so i had the benefit of being a likable person i had the benefit of i would connect with people through social media i would send them if okay here's something else i would stalk people through social media i mean let's be real that's what it's there for that's what it's there for. Let's right. use it like it's supposed to. That's what you're it's supposed tool. to stop people it's a tool. on there. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's a tool. So I would stop people on social media. And if I felt like I could bring value to them, I would reach out to them personally. Right. Maybe I sent maybe I sent them a book. Maybe I said, hey, a couple of days ago, you talked about this on your Facebook profile. I saw this article. I think of you. Hey, I, I noticed that you talked about your favorite blah, 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 cheesecake, yada, yada. I am going over here to have this cheesecake. Do you want to join me? Right. Plus, I have a book I want to give you. Plus, I just took this mm -hmm. class where I, I can help you stay in better contact with your people or build better relationships or whatever. It was it wasn't a hey, can we go to coffee so I can tell you how great I am? and why you should send me your business. Mm -hmm. Dude, it, and, it's so funny you, you, you go on over this. This is the exact stuff I do. Like <laughs> I, I, sent out, I sent out a link to an insurance agent today of an interview that uh, Mike Claudio did with Brian McKittrick. Mm, like, yep. And I'm like, two, here, two you find this Two yeah. of my favorite people. Yeah. yeah, you'll find this super useful, and you know I expect nothing in return. But that insurance agent is going to think of me next time they got a real estate question or a real estate need. And then, so we're putting people in the room with other like-minded people who can do business together. Mm -hmm. I might not have sent just like you. You might not have sent. I might not send somebody business, but I invited you to come to lunch with me. And I invited these other six women to come to lunch with me and three of you did business together. Now, I'm not gonna stand up here and say, I gave you that business, but- But that's what they feel though. They, they feel exactly obligated. Right. And they come back around and say, well, Jessica's done something nice for me. So what can I do that's nice for Jessica in return? And it's, it's always, I mean, it always pays off. Here's the tagline. If you wanna generate massive amounts of referrals, Membership has to have its privileges. If somebody is friends with you, it needs to have its privileges. You need, they need to know I have a friendship with you, which means I know I'm going to learn new things. My life's going to be a better place. I'm going to grow my business. 
it needs to mean something that they're friends with you and it's up to you to make sure that that means something god you are so right all right kyle make a show note at 36 <laughs> minutes into this recording that right there if i had a sound effect button like bradley there would be a bomb going off right there that was freaking legit kyle cut that shit out and uh, highlight that wisdom from jessica because uh man you just you, you're nailing it nailing it on there jessica thank you um, for that and now i completely forgot what i was going to say next i was so floored by that um so i've had other other insurance agents in my local market go to my people and say why do you work with her what like what's listen there's no secrets right but one of my one of my top referring partners that actually i've been friends with for for years he well since we met like in 2017 so yes we have been friends for years three years he said she doesn't ask for it she doesn't expect it i send her my business because she doesn't expect it but one thing that i'm so good at is if you're one of my friends and you're in my circle if you have a goal and you hit that goal I'm celebrating you like it was mine. I I got to go. So this same friend that I just talked about literally bought the dream car. I've known it was the dream car for a couple of years because we've had those conversations because I know that about my people. I know their dogs' names. I know their spouses' names. I know their dreams. I know their goals. I know that about them because I'm trying to help them get there. Uh He bought the car, right? So, um, well, actually, uh, uh, my husband and I, we went to lunch with them and we were, and he's like, I'm really thinking about it, this and that. So we had conversations. And then my husband was even looking up the car online and was like, hey, tell him I found this one in Tennessee and over here. And when he bought the car at like 6.30 in the morning, he sends me a text with a video. He's walking around the car and I was in Dallas. So I'm like, yeah, so exciting. And then the other day we went to lunch and I said, I'm coming to your office so you can drive me in the car so he got so it's i knew that i don't know a lot about cars right but i knew this car meant something i knew what it meant and i just it was like i celebrated his accomplishment just as much if not more than he celebrated his own accomplishment and then one of my other friends hit me up and said whose car is that because i didn't i didn't say his <laughs> name well i didn't say his name in the social and, and whatever because it's not my news to tell right i just mm-hmm. said oh yeah going with lunch with my friends blah 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 and he said oh my gosh whose car is that that's my dream car and i said oh it's our other friend right they're acquaintances kind of friendly right. and i said oh it's, it's so-and-so's car hit him up he'll take you for a ride in it no like way. how fun is that yeah exactly he'll take you for a ride so anyway it's just you the you, privileges of being friends the privileges, with Jessica. that's that's and, exactly right it has to mean something if you're my friend and we do business together that i have to make sure that that means something to you that that's a benefit in your life in your kids life in your spouse's life in your business it has to mean something to you and you know it's funny that you you mentioned the benefits of being friends because when when I pull someone into my circle and I shake their hand and I give them a hug, I tell them, hey, you're in the cool club now. You're, you're on my cool list. I got your back. Don't you worry. And it's nothing more than just them knowing that I value them high enough to let them pass that velvet rope and into my into my referral network, into my circles, into my friend group and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I never thought of it like that. But I say that to everybody that I let in into the circle. I tell them, yeah, you're in the cool club now. You're, 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 in, you're in the good books. So um, oh, I had someone 
approached me once. It was someone who who did work Disney. This was this was a couple of years ago, and they found me on the socials. Um, and they're like, "Well, I want to I want in your circle." And I'm like, "What do you mean you want my circle? I want to spend time with you and your people." And I was like, um, "It was a little awkward because I was like." you're you're asking right the way you get into this circle is you serve you're like right. you come with it you come and you don't say hey let me into your circle hey i want in your circle you say hey jess you need help with anything yeah how can i help you what do you got going on is there anything that i can do for you can i help you know can i help you grow your business what and can i help you with the one of the ways my business really exploded was when i stopped trying to build a fence around everything and made it a big open table everybody can come everybody's welcome everybody sits down everybody brings something to the table we treat it like a pot you know and provided you are consistent in bringing things to the table you can take as much as you want from my table sure take as much as you need and it's just it's just worked um you know don't build taller fences build longer tables and uh invite everybody and, and, and show that value so Man, we're getting pretty deep in here, Jessica. I, uh, I'm, I'm having, a, I'm having a lot of fun, and especially at the faces you're making, uh, which the, the, <laughs> I'm a little, bit, a little tiny bit expressive, tiny bit. I, no, <laughs> I, I love it. Um, but you know, I, I want to, I want to keep moving on and talk about, um, you know, we, we covered the struggle, we covered the setting up of the business, but let's talk now about six years into this. Let's talk about the lady CEO that's got a book out, that's on all these podcasts, that's doing um, <clears throat> business consulting and selling insurance. Man, you are just the the poster child for uh, Apex and coming through it and learning and stuff. So tell us a little bit about what your day-to-day is like now. Are you one of these guys uh-huh. that, that sticks to and lives by a calendar do you have a morning routine what's what's uh, <laughs> what does what jessica look like from a day to day oh geez well i will tell you that this is again this is my sixth year in insurance and because i grew the business the way i did i forced myself to grow as a person right so right. i have my i have my referrals without asking academy where i have private clients that i help and and again the referrals hey, what's, are great. what's the name of that Okay. Referrals, my referrals without asking academy. Dude, that's referrals without asking. Write that down because that's going to blow up. That's your training so, class. Yeah, referrals without asking academy. Just hit me up. Find me on the socials. We'll, we'll get we'll get yeah. to that bit. But referrals without asking. That's a really good name for an academy. Yeah. All right. So, so sorry. So the the but what I realized was as I was growing my business by referrals and as I help others grow their referrals because of the way that you and I serve, we had to up level. We had right. to learn more, we had to learn more skills. We had to become more interesting people because when you're walking into a group or you're hosting a group of 20 people, you better be good at conversation. Oh yeah. So a, a little secret is that people want to spend time with interesting people. I worked to become interesting and that was more of a gift to myself than I could have ever given to anyone else. So because I was so into pouring into other people and, uh, you know, I was, I was consuming so much that of course it helped me. I became a better mom. I became a better wife. I became a better leader. I, I take great care of my body. And so when you're, when you're, it's not just business, oh, no, not just business. And so then what happened was I was pouring into other people and they're like, well, you should be a coach. You should be a consultant. I'm like, oh, let me think about that. And then as you're not spending your time and your brain power 
worrying about where the next transaction or the where the mm-hmm. next paycheck is coming from you it's so freeing and you get to explore other things like oh okay i should write a book let me write a book yeah. oh okay let me take what i've learned because for me to get 300 referrals one year 600 the next year 500 400 700 for me to get that it's a system and i had to stop and pull back and say what is the system because other people need it right that's how it that's how it goes i love right. when people when they come to me and say how, how do i build a team uh be your own success story right go out and, and do something dude it, it forces you to learn it forces you to grow like doing this podcast like putting together a networking group like becoming a leader it's mm-hmm. forcing me to go work out it's forcing me to get in better shape it's forcing me to read and educate myself and that's what people don't realize is once you jump right. there's no going back man like it's I'm, the most but it's the most beautiful life ever ever right because you just you feel like you're making an impact you're you feel like you're helping other people which can be a little heavy sometimes of course but it's more joyful than heavy but five years of consistently doing that i have more shifted now into how can i serve others right still own my insurance company i still generate all the referrals from my insurance company i think we just crossed over um 250 for the with for the year which is awesome but it's more of a, I'm a business owner now and I teach others to do exactly what I did. I right. pour more into more into others and I'm a business owner. So I had to step back a little bit from the insurance agency because I'm not the person in there every day who's quoting the policies. You, you have a billing question. You don't want to talk to me because I don't even know the logins or the it, passwords. It's to the so carriers. strange how that works. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm the same way. I, there's, there's five people operate on my real estate team and I spend less than 30% of my time doing real estate. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, and that's coming from two years ago, where's the next deal coming from? Running ads, trying to find the next referrals, trying to find the next clients, trying to find all this stuff. And now my time is spent developing other people and pouring into them and building their companies with them. And then the real estate referrals just come. And yeah, yeah I do the legwork. Uh, the, the the I do the reading. I make sure everything's right. I shake the client's hands. I, I set up the the stuff. But like all the back end is is handled by a team. All the front ends handled by a team. And I get to do what I'm good at. And what what I want to let people know, man, is if if they do the work and they they follow a program like yours uh, that you've put together, or they follow a program like Apex, there's really it gets really good when you get out on the other side of it. Yeah. It really does. It it becomes a place where you're you're serving other people at such a high level that they want to serve you back. It helps to grow their business. It helps to grow your business. And then the uh, a huge gift for me is because of that work that I did. I provide a warm, safe place for a team that comes in and works in our insurance office, right? right. We've got moms uh, moms and dads that come in and it's an environment where if their kids are sick or they want to take a week off and, and go drive across country, they're not they're not going to be judged or nobody's going to be mean to them and they don't worry about a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And you know why? It's a warm, safe place. They don't have to worry about a paycheck. It's a great place. They get to grow. They get to live their dreams because I said... How can I serve other people? It is without a doubt the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Knowing that other people's families are being fed because of you serving somebody else and generating the paychecks. 
So, yeah, wow. All right, before we run out of time, tell us a little bit about your book, The Lady CEO, and what that looks like and the project behind it. Because I know I have uh, 15 or 16 copies of it, but I've never, I've not actually, I've not read it yet. So forgive me. I've got about six books in a queue uh, between most of you guys and between a lot of book referrals that I get whenever I post a book thread. I love to read. I devour books. Uh, But tell us a little bit about yours. And uh, if you've got a second, tell us about the process of writing it, because, uh, you know, a lot of us think that you've got to sit down with a pen and a paper and a typewriter and knock one out. How did you, uh, <laughs> how did you get that? How did you, how do you even write a book? Tell us about the book. Come on. So I, I, um, one of the most amazing things about the apex crew is they see more, they see more in me than I could ever see in myself. Right. So yeah, I, I show up. I get that. I sh- yeah. I show up like you. You yeah. see way more in me than I see in me. And and right, I love it, right? You yeah. saw more in me. You were the one that pushed me to start my group. Like you right. saw it in me. That's so right. I mean, yes. Stop. I'm gonna we, cry. Oh, cry, go for but, it. You'll oh. be, be the first guest that, that's cried on the podcast. Get it, get it so, out. So so our friend and mentor Ryan Stuman said to me, You need to write a book. And I'm like what the fuck am I going to write a book about? Right? Nobody wants to. Like, who's going to? I got nothing to tell. I got nothing to tell. And he says, you know, look at your life, right? And I'm going to start crying here, but look at your life. Look at your marriage and your kids and how, how you call your own shots, who you work with and how you work. And um, just FYI, I don't get up to an alarm unless I got to get the kids blessed up. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just not, I just don't, that's not how I live my life. I travel more than now than ever before. And I pour into and serve so many people and have these adventures with my kids. Like I'm not next week, but the week after I'm taking my 12 year old niece on a trip and she's never been on an airplane before. Listen, roll with Aunt Jess. We're going TSA pre-check and you're going, you're coming on the airplane with me, right? We're going on a trip. It's going to so, be great. And so, but what Ryan said is, you know, you look at your socials and you look at where you are now, and I know it's not easy, but people think your life is sunshine and rainbows. Mm-hmm. They have no, they have no idea that you grew up in poverty. They have no idea that, you know, your dad tried to commit suicide and that your parents basically didn't want you and your brother and that you, you, you failed so much. And I'm like, oh, like I should tell people that. And he's like, yes, you should tell people that. So he, in, uh, in, in true mentor fashion, he called me out in front of the group, uh, in October of last year. And he says, he, you know, this is a group of about a hundred people of my peers. I have so much respect for these are, these are family, what we call family of choice, right? Mm-hmm. You're my family of choice. And he said, Jessica's writing a book. And I was like, kind of yik yakking with my friend, Nancy on the side. She said, Hey, Rain just said, you're writing a book. And I was like, what? He's standing in front of the group. And I said, Oh my goodness. And so it was not something that I necessarily wanted to do and so it took a couple of months for the for the seed to germinate inside of me for the idea to even gain some steam because like most of us right you have an idea and maybe you tell someone maybe you don't and it right. kind of grows a little bit and grows a little bit and by the time you tell people you've been thinking about it for two or three months you have it all ironed out and whatever so I am I am not a sit down and um, work from this time to this time kind of person. And 
I'm not real structured. Okay. Just going to put it out there. Don't, don't at me about that. Don't send me special planners. I've tried them all. I'm not doing it. I'm going to go with the flow and I, I get it done. Right. I'm so, a, Thomas Keenan's going to send you a shot collar after this. <laughs> yeah, you want a little zap you on the neck every time. No. <laughs> Thomas Keenan and I are very close friends. So he has actually, uh, when I first got into Apex Executives, Tom was my, my coach. And so he got to deal with this hot mess Mm -hmm. of craziness, uh, for at least a year. But anyway, so he's, he's used to it, but even, even though I'm not real structured and all of that, look what I've created. Oh, it's amazing. It's okay. It's okay. If, if, if that's not your gig, no big deal. So um, the first thing was, is I had to decide what am I going to write about, right? And then I decided I was going to write about my failures. Like I failed my way to success. Okay. That's, that's all failure is. As long as you don't quit, it's the foundation right. you build success on. It's how we learn, man. So my girlfriend said to me a couple of months ago, she said, oh, well, I know where all the bodies are hidden. And I was like, um, do you know, I just wrote a book about all my failures. Like it's on paper. Anybody can read about it. I got no hidden bodies anywhere. I got no secrets. Right. So I, I literally went through and said, okay, what are the top 10 failures or what I deem as a failure in my life? And those were the chapters. And then I said, well, I had to be real careful because I'm not a negative person. And so the real struggle at the beginning was how do I tell these stories, but pull the good out of it and tell it in a positive voice? Like, how do I talk about my shitty parents, but still got to respect them, know your parents, whatever, shitty parents, but not make it like poor pitiful me. But how do I? The the benefit of having shitty parents is it teaches you how to be a good parent. That's exactly you right. Not to raise your kids. It gives yes. you, you know, I mean, it's unfortunately, you know, life is rough. Um, the yep. world, the world yep. is a bitch, and it's a nasty place. And it is. You know, raising kids is very difficult, and you know, the more you learn along the way, the better. But there's, there's no, uh, <clears throat> there's no happy ending. We just have to be happy today, and not, <laughs> get well, on with it the next it, day. It's a choice. You know, happiness is a choice. Um, I consider myself a success. Are there other people who would look at me and go, well, yes, but others have done better. Others have done more. Well, okay. I choose to be happy. I choose to label myself as a happy person. I choose to label myself as a success. And that's how I carry myself. But I, so I went, I, um, I started to, when I first started with the book, have my 10 chapters laid out and I was kind of recording it um, and trying to transcribe it into the a word document. And what I found was I was recording it and then I was going back to the word document and I was basically redoing it in the word document. So then right. I'm like, all right, I got to, I got to kick out, kick out the recording, right? I'm not doing that anymore. So I did ended up basically, excuse me, just typing it all out. Uh, and then I had an um, uh, online editor that I sent it to and I, had a graphic artist, but I had to do the cover. I had our our friend and um, uh, photographic genius, Alex Pace, do the front cover for me, do the picture for me. So that was pretty awesome. But it is not as hard as people think. The hard part is, what am I going to talk about? And so I actually got stuck, right? So I mentioned a little bit earlier that I was, you know, I was studying things and I was being a positive person. And, and one thing that I had done a really good job of over the last three to four years was with my Facebook videos, not necessarily talking about insurance, but also talking about life lessons and pulling from my past and talking about that stuff. And so about halfway through the book, I got stuck because I was like, what else am I going to talk about? 
And I went back through my Facebook videos for three years and found all kinds of stuff. I've been writing this book for three years. I didn't even know. Isn't that incredible? I had no idea. You know, I had no idea. I just, I think that, um, you know, when I when I write my book, my my goal was to publish before the end of 2022, like December time. But I can see it. I can see That's it a come. year and a half away. Well, what yeah, the I got, hell? I got a lot of shit I want to get done. But then the more I think about it. Do you? Um, Do you? Oh, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I got some massive plans. You just wait. That's okay. yeah. It's, it's making me smile even thinking about them. Uh-huh. And I wanted to implement those plans and get them running and then take a sabbatical and head out of here for two, three weeks weeks go somewhere quiet and actually build the framework and do the book you know and I'll, I'll hire a uh, I'll hire a proper book publishing company to help me build it and then we'll self-publish obviously but you know there's no point trying to do it myself when there's all that mentorship um, right. around but yeah I can look back on four years of video on four years of podcasting on you know all the Friday fires we've done for the last few months on small business sessions. Mm-hmm. There's so much content for me. Writing a book's not going to be difficult. It's just curating the content I've already put out and deciding what I want to put in the book. Yeah, um, exactly. Yep. It, you've been I, writing this book for two years. I am really looking forward to to publishing it because you know how how has life changed for you? How do people look at you a little bit differently now? You're a published author with a number one <laughs> best, with a number one bestseller on Amazon. I might add, you know. Okay. The, so I need everybody to know I'm a little crazy, right? We can tell. We can tell. And when I say I'm not afraid of failure, let me illustrate that I'm not afraid of failure. Okay, so I'm gonna write this book, right? Great, I'm gonna write this book. Getting close to it being done, getting it close to being done. I'm like, I want to be a bestseller. And Thomas and Ryan, Tom Keenan and Ryan Steuben, I'm like, guys, I, I'm gonna be a bestseller. And they're like, oh, Jess, of course you're gonna be a bestseller. And then I'm like, we're getting closer, getting closer. I'm like, I'm going to be a number one bestseller. And Ryan's like, oh, shit. Like, you're calling you're calling your shot. You're going to be a number one bestseller? And I'm like, why write a book if you're not going to make it a number one bestseller? Right? Exactly. What's the, what's the worst that's going to happen? I don't hit number one bestseller. What's the worst that's going to happen? So... And then I failed, but I learned something along the way. So long story short on that, I did hit number one bestseller and I hit it 24 hours with in public, the day that I published it. So I hit it within 24 hours of publishing the book, a number one bestseller. And here's something that you'll think is kind of funny because I shared my failure, right? Failure in real estate, feel like I failed out as a salesperson. My book hit number two bestseller in real estate sales wow <laughs> well done that's that's all the failures and that's, that's how has, we learn it has nothing to do with selling real estate but so i feel like i'm a very spiritual person i'm like oh god has a sense of humor that's funny but why if you're gonna do something have the courage to do it at a big level like did any okay i don't think anybody in my circle thought okay you're gonna go to number one bestseller on your first day because I don't, uh, again, this is my own um, lack of self-awareness. I feel like I almost just said, you know, because I'm just me, I'm, I'm like nobody, right? Well, clearly I got some stuff going if I hit number one bestseller the first day, but I figured out a formula and that's how I do things in my life. I figured out a formula, mm-hmm. how to get a number one bestseller. And now 
I help my friends with that formula so we can get them to number oh, one. So so, like, all oh, so, right. oh, yeah. I'm, gl- I'm yeah. glad we're friends. Uh-huh. I'm glad That's we're friends. Exactly. Again, <laughs> I do things. I jump off the cliff. I land in the cold water. I climb back up the cliff, and I say to my friends, now let me show you how to do this. Let me help you do this. So um, I was, uh, we were at Million Dollar Mastermind a couple of weeks ago, right? And I was coming through the parking lot and um, one of our our other Apex friends, Alex, I had not met Alex yet, but I'm coming through the parking lot, kind of drizzling a little bit. He's like, Jessica, Jessica. And I was like, hey. And, And he said, again, I had not met him before. And he's like, will you sign my book? And I was like, oh, here we go. It's <laughs> starting. So I have people that, the girl that cuts my hair, I got my hair done yesterday. She oh, and then my boyfriend, he hurt his foot. And I was telling him, oh, and Jessica's book, she's talking about how she was was listening to David Goggins' book. And so she ran on a broken foot for four miles because she said, we don't we don't stop when it hurts. They stop when it's done. Like people are now sharing my story. It is my, so cool. My failures have now encouraged other people they look at that and they go oh well jessica can survive that and in the very end of the book i talk about i want you to think if jessica can do it then i can do it jessica stroud you are a amazing human being um i have two more questions before we wrap this show up and i ask these of every single guest so um no but wow just thank you for for i mean it's just been an hour of sharing and it felt like five minutes but um if you are listening to this show as a small business owner right and if you could go back in time jessica and give one piece of advice to somebody starting out something critical that's really helped you what would it be think about yourself less i like that because when we first start it's like how can i get business Mm -hmm. how can i build my business okay I didn't, I don't study insurance. I don't study how to build an insurance business. I study how to help realtors get more business. I study how to help mortgage people get more business. I study how to get um, multi-level marketing people, how they can get more business. I study how to help other people. I think about myself less than I think about other people. That is, I mean, that, that's been critical in what I've done. I wished I discovered um, worrying about people more than I worry about money a long time ago. Yeah. It's just very difficult to do. Like you said, when you're in a startup phase, it's all about, shit, where's the where's the rent coming from? How am I going to yeah. eat? You know, you get, yeah. mm-hmm. you get to know all the flavors of ramen, um, you know, and that is just critical. That's some amazing information learn how to uh, how to serve others and the last question i got for you jessica where do we find you online what how do the guys listen to the podcast go follow you get your book and uh, figure out uh, what's going on in the life of jessica where do we follow you so i'm a very i'm very open and very entertaining on the socials facebook is my jam so just find me jessica stroud on facebook i'm hard to miss when you type my name in there's several of us but you'll know me when you see me it's the one with the pink and then <laughs> the pink something something the pink's always there and then on instagram i'm jessica stroud underscore lady ceo and of course you can get the book at amazon just type in the lady ceo and it'll pop up and again it's only 5.99 or you can get the kindle version i think it's at 2.99 and we'll throw and, links to those in the show notes as well all okay. this stuff so what else you got and then inside of the book i have done um bonus videos that go along with the book they don't cost anything and you know, there's not a package to try to sell you by any means. And, and 
specifically if you own a business if you're an entrepreneur you're a business owner whatever you're trying to do and you need help with somebody to take you by the hand and help you generate referrals i'm your girl private message me if not just send me a friend request we'll be friends that's fine but <laughs> if you specifically want someone to help you with generating referrals for your business send me a message and there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite human beings on the planet. I am humbled that you have come on my little podcast and that we've hung out, Jessica. So thank you so much for that. And please go check out her stuff, uh, The Lady CEO on Amazon. We'll drop the links here in the show notes. Uh, go find her on Facebook, follow her on Instagram. And Jessica, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah. And uh, guys, we will see you all on Friday for another episode of Friday Fire. I really appreciate your listening. If you have liked the show and got something out of it do me a favor uh run and subscribe follow jessica on instagram and uh head up her socials and uh leave us a review on itunes and uh, as always guys we will see you on friday you'll have a great week stay safe this has been the small business surgeon podcast if you made it this far you clearly liked it so go on itunes and leave us a five-star review this helps people find the show and spread the good word Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.